Okay. Uh, this next session um, with, with Marnie. And Marnie, if you want to go ahead and come on up, sister, that'd be great. This actually, this story that you're about to hear um, was somewhat of the fountainhead of this whole celebration service. Marnie doesn't know that, but uh, this, this past year, Marnie's been through a number of things, and then she did something that I had never been a part of, something that was so sweet and so profoundly affected my heart. She, she put together all the people that had been walking with her, her HG people, uh, some of her counselors, some of her closest friends, her family, and when she felt like she had brought some of this year to a close and to a conclusion, some of the issues she'd been de dealing with, she called us all together to celebrate that, to talk about and confess the year, confess the time, confess the issues, and then conclude with celebrating, just celebrating what God had done. And so she's going to share her story with you and uh, just listen carefully because I think Marnie is serving our church as an illustration of what God is doing in every single one of us. She is a walking sermon for how the Spirit is working in all of our hearts together as individuals. So here you go, Marnie. Good morning. Um, so when I was preparing for sharing with you guys today, I just kind of ended up writing a letter. And so I'm just going to uh, share that with you guys. Just read this letter. And I entitled it, I Am Redeemed. You know when a spring is wound so tightly it becomes stiff? That is a good description of my life about a year ago. I'd come out of an isolating relationship a year prior, and I thought that I was finally finding myself. But the more distance that I gained from this past relationship, the more anxious I found myself, and the greater my need for control became. My emotional bandwidth was close to zero. I was so exhausted from trying to control everything. In the spring of 2016, my grandma had um, some serious health complications, and I had the closest thing to a panic attack that I've ever experienced. Things were spinning out of my control. My mother um, lovingly and gently nudged me towards finding a counselor just to help me decipher where my anxiety was coming from, and I followed her advice. Just like that tightly wound spring, I felt hollow and brittle as I started my journey of what could probably just be described as emotional excavation. <laughs> I knew there was a wall that was blocking me from the um, intimacy with the Lord, and I no longer found joy in my community or in my giftings. I was exhausted and I was empty. As I started counseling, I had many doubts and I simply hoped that something would change, that I would find some relief and solace from my emptiness. In uh, my first meeting, we started addressing shame. And as I began to read about shame, I identified with uh, many, of the many of the symptoms displayed by shame. What I soon discovered is that to have real freedom from shame, repentance is required. And repentance is very uncomfortable. It's not something that can be glossed over or done half-heartedly. It requires great humility and submission. As we examined my previous relationship, I began to discover layers of guilt and shame that were covering and justifying choices that I had made in this past relationship, sin that I had committed. I could identify the moment in time two years prior when I put my desires and my fears of being alone above the will and the law of God, and every step that I took after that only built greater walls and deepened the hardening within my own heart. 
I was going to have to come to terms with the consequences of my choices and admit that the decisions that I had made were wrong. I was going to have to repent. And my pride was not at all at peace with this. <laughs> I, uh, I pulled a bit of a Jonah and I tried to hide. Sure, I went through the motions, but my heart was still hard. Late in the summer, my roommate and I took a vacation, and I told myself that I was going to have fun. <laughs> I was going to give myself a break from all of this work that I had been doing, and I was going to follow where my emotions led. <clears throat> As I attempted to recklessly follow the desires of my sinful heart, my loving Lord and Savior closed doors and blocked circumstances, protecting me even as I actively tried to rebel against him. Ooh. One morning, I woke up in, my, um, in our hotel room, and the reality and the relief of my God's protection and provision completely overwhelmed me, and my hard heart began to soften. My pride broke, and I was humbled before my loving and gracious Father. I felt the weight, or I began to feel the weight of my sin, the pain that I was holding, and the pain that I had caused those who I loved dearly. Even as I walked through the reality of the sin that I had committed and the pain that I had caused those around me, God never left my side. He tenderly and lovingly carried me through the entire process. As I repented and asked the Lord and those close to me for forgiveness, my tightly wound emotions began to loosen. I began to breathe a little more freely and take notice of God's great goodness. After repentance comes acceptance of forgiveness, and this at times can feel more difficult than repentance. By accepting forgiveness, I was admitting that I could not save myself. I was helpless. But as I began to relinquish control, humbly recognizing that I could not save myself, I began to experience the immense and overwhelming joy of walking in freedom claiming that Christ took all of my sin and shame on the cross, and I am pure in the sight of my heavenly Father. I am completely accepted, and I am free. My debt has been completely paid. For the first time in years, I was able to accept the grace and the love of my heavenly Father. Daily, I fight to walk in this truth and not to pick up the load of shame and guilt. And sometimes, it's a flat-out spiritual bloodbath. <laughs> the devil is crafty. He plays on our emotions and our weak spots in the most twisted and scheming ways. And I'm not always successful. It's much easier to wallow in self-pity in our emotions and to slowly allow shame to sink its seething teeth into us. But the fight is well worth it. For true freedom in Christ Jesus cannot be compared with anything else. <sighs> Not only am I now loosed from my chains of bondage and walking in the freedom of Jesus Christ, but I am beginning to find joy in my relationship with Jesus again and to live fully in the relationship of my community and with those that I love so dearly. God has restored my soul, and I am choosing daily to experience life through the joy of the Lord. As I sat on my bed one evening this fall, I pondered how my continence and my soul had changed. I realized that as I had accepted the forgiveness of Jesus Christ in my own life, I had in turn been able to forgive the wrongs committed against me. I was no longer holding um, bitterness 
towards the people that had committed wrongs against me. Um, Philippians 1.6 resounded in my mind. I am certain of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I have learned that the true joy of the Lord cannot coexist with sin and unrepentance. And through repentance and acceptance of forgiveness, true freedom is found. I want to encourage you, friends. Jeremiah 31.25 says, For I will satisfy the weary soul, and every languishing soul I will replenish. God has not forgotten you in your guilt or your shame, and he is not scolding you for the choices that you have made. He desires to carry you out of your bondage. Um, Submission and repentance are scary. They require deep vulnerability. But the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ brings beautiful life and deep joy. Christ wants to finish the great work that he has started in us. We are his children whom he has redeemed. Okay. What I want to do uh, is cue off of Marnie. I think all of us want to begin this year as a fresh slate. And I think some of us in this room, even though we don't have a sermon this morning and we haven't been moved by the words of Scripture itself, what we're seeing is the power of the Holy Spirit in souls. This morning, I just want to, as we close Marnie's section here in prayer, have us bow our heads and close our eyes. And if this year you're ready... In other words, you're saying in this moment, after hearing Marnie's stories and the stories of Harry and his little sister in sobriety and, and uh, the Howells and their marriage being healed and just Nick and his commitment and the fellas being, this is your year, like, man, I'm going to grow up this year. I'm going to, this is my year to be changed by Jesus, to be challenged by Jesus. As we pray, I want you to be bold and I want you to stand. And we're going to pray for you. Let me pray. Father, please stir the hearts right now. The one who's shaking, literally, they know that you are calling them this year to repentance, to obedience, to more responsibility in the church, more responsibility in the home. God, I ask that you would just stir us as a church to to lead each other into fullness of faith. Bless, Lord, as we wait upon you. Now, if that's you this morning, I want you to stand. Stand boldly. Good. Wonderful. Anybody else? Good. So good. Anybody else as we pray for these folks? Good. For the person, if you look around now and lay hands on the person who's standing, just reach out a hand and and, uh, let's support them. God, These who have stood, they are saying that this is my year. They are standing boldly. It's a courageous thing to stand up in front of a community of people and say, I want more of Jesus. I want more fullness. I want more faith. I want more cleanliness and purity. I want the freedom that my sister Marnie is talking about. I want that more than I want my own comfort. And so, Lord, for these that are standing, may you honor their boldness. You said that those who will boldly witness of you, these are doing that. 
God, may this be a year that utterly transforms everything in their hearts and souls. For the ones, Lord, who remained sitting, but they know that this is their year. God, may you work deeply down into their hearts, assure them that it's not by the standing nor by the sitting, but by your grace that we are saved. And so we exalt you and we entrust our stories to you through 2017 so that when we close this year, should you tarry by your grace and according to your will, every person in this gathering will be able to say, my story has been transformative. I am different. I am full. I am new. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can grab your seats. Let's give them a round of applause.